0: It happens to all of us at some point in our photography business. The dreaded, unexpected, huge expense that we don't see coming and we have no idea how we're ever going to pay for it. So what do you do to recover when this happens? That's what I'm talking about today. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first? without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. About 10 years ago, it was April 13th or 14th, if you would have been with me, (laughs) we would have been sitting in my parents' unfinished basement when I got a call from my accountant and he told me something (laughs) that could have put me out of business he told me i had a tax bill for ninety thousand dollars that i had no idea i owed i kept saying what but i don't have that money how could i owe it i paid what you told me to pay last year right because you pay taxes based on your prior year but i was in a growth year And that money that had been made had gone back into running my business. So I didn't understand how I could owe money that I didn't even take out of my business. After I hung up that phone call, my mom was talking to me. I remember it, but I have no idea what she was saying. The room was spinning and I was breathing hard and I just kept thinking, how could this happen? How could I not know this? What am I going to tell my husband? I feel like such a failure. Well, I did not sleep well that night and the next morning I called the banker and luckily she was able to find a way to get me probably a very high interest rate, really fast loan. It was tough. This may have been the first time I was hit with a huge expense, but it wasn't the last. Just a few months ago at our such cool event, it was a virtual live event called Go Boutique Live. We had 1,200 attendees and we had created 1,200 gorgeous wow boxes full of items that were to lead these photographer attendees through the powerful journey for three days and we were mailing it to them ahead of the event. So we were paying to ship these boxes out, ground shipping, right, which is a less expensive way with FedEx and UPS and it takes about five to seven days to get there, but if you recall, in January, there was a massive storm in Texas, specifically in Austin, where our warehouse was. We were thinking, oh, we're so smart by getting a warehouse in the south in the winter we will be great. Well, you know, like a hundred year low and, and all of these storms locked our warehouse down. So by the time they got people in there and overnight and everything that they had to work over the weekend, we had to overnight these 1,200 giant heavy boxes. And when I got that warehouse and shipping bill, it was just under like pennies under $100,000. When we had to make the decision to pay all of that extra money to mail those boxes, I didn't lose one second of sleep or any emotional energy because of what I've learned in the years between that tax bill and this most recent unexpected shipping bill. Over these years in business, I've realized that there's a muscle we have to build that helps us deal with unexpected financial issues in our business. And the only way to build that muscle is to use it, unfortunately, right? Which can be painful, But once you build it, the things that used to seem so big, like when I had to reorder a 60-inch giant framed wall portrait for my client because I measured her fireplace wrong, it makes those things seem like nothing. And you can take on much bigger things every day without breaking a sweat. I want to share this growth with you so it can help you the next time you're faced with an unexpected expense and Also to keep you from staying in stuck mode because of the fear of something like this. So I'm going to share how the heck I got from there to here and how you can overcome this and build this muscle so that you're ready when it happens to you. I have six very cool things that I do. Number one, I remind myself that I have the skills to dig out of any hole. Ask yourself this, have you ever made money in your life doing anything? Yeah, if the answer is yes, then you can make money again. For me personally, I've invested in myself both with personal development work and tactical skills. So in my business, I have the confidence to know I can dig my way out. Sure, I may have to go back to shooting for my home instead of my studio. I may have to reduce my staff and my overhead or heck, I may even have to get a second job to be able to continue being a photographer. But I know if I have to do that, I started with nothing. And if I can do it once, I can do it again. So can you. It may be hard, but you can do it again because you can dig yourself out of any hole. Number two, let money solve your problems. Think about all the things money gets spent on, right? Where are you spending your money? Think about the ability to solve a problem with money, right? There's a lot of problems in life that we can't solve with money, right? So if there are ones that we can solve with money, let the money solve the problem, (laughs) right? Let go of the emotion because we know, number one, taught us we can always make more money. We can dig out of any hole, So when these boxes were delayed because of the weather I thought oh my gosh I can freak out or I can use money to solve this problem. I wanted these 1200 photographers to have these boxes pretty much at any expense because I know so many photographers were sitting in pain. I know that this box and the three-day event where so many photographers moved mountains to be able to fully be present for three days and get this education, I knew it was going to change their lives. And if money could help that happen, let's do it. I have an abundance mindset and I believe that it will all work out, I really do. And somehow, some way, that will come back into my business and to me. But I was able to let money solve that problem and it felt so good. Instead of feeling bad, it felt so good. Number three, live life below my means my dad really poured that into me and when my husband and i got married we decided early on that we don't want to live our lives with maxed out credit cards and spending every penny we earned look we talk here about creating a business to make money But I want you to build a business, and me too, that lets us put our family first and has meaning and impact. I'm personally not motivated to coach you how to make money so you can have the nicest house and the nicest car, and not only keep up with the Joneses, but beat them. Quit buying new cars. Quit buying extra junk if you don't have the cash money in your pocket for it. For me also, I really wanted to protect my marriage, and not just my business, I heard a stat early on in my marriage that one of the biggest things people fight about in their marriage is money. And I thought, well, heck, money is just a thing that we actually have control over and I don't want to fight about that ever. And if you live below your means, it will allow you to say yes to things that can not just help your business, but your marriage, your children, your family. Just make the decision today. I'm gonna start living under my budget. Number four, keep a liquid cash reserve. After that $90,000 unexpected tax bill, we literally lived so super lean for 18 months or so, and every penny I made went to pay that off. Every single penny. And then after that, I thought, well, hey, we've adjusted to this different lifestyle. Why don't we keep living this way for a bit longer, and let's Build up a little cash reserve so that if this happens again, we have it. And that's what we did. So as my company and my payroll has grown, I make sure I have a bigger and bigger cash reserve each year than I would possibly need. My goal is to never be stuck getting an unforeseen bill that I can't pay, let alone having panic over just regular bills. So keeping a liquid cash reserve just helps me sleep really good at night. Number five, and this is a big one, especially if you're newer in business, I moved to a local bank where I had a relationship with the banker. I was raised being taught, we shop locally, we do business locally. So when I started my business, I had both my personal and business checking accounts at a local bank. And one year, a couple of my deposits went in the wrong account. I'm sure it was my fault. I was filling out deposit slips quickly. They both looked alike and it could have been a big deal. And I'm super duper meticulous about my bookwork. I want to understand it. I, I'm very careful that business expenses are very separate because I don't want to end up in jail for doing something stupid in my business or taking money where I wasn't supposed to. And so I didn't want that to happen again. So I moved my business account to a bank that was really close to my studio and it was a national bank. I had a great contact there for many years. She signed me up. They were a smaller little branch and she took great care of me. And she's actually the one who I called when I got that $90,000 tax bill. She was able to get me a short term line of credit to help me, which was amazing. But then one day, after quite a few years, she left and I realized, oh my gosh, I don't know anybody at this bank. And I thought, What if I need a line of credit quickly? Who would I call? And I realized why am I banking at a national bank? I need to find another local bank, a different one than where my personal account was to do business with. And my daughter has played club volleyball with a banker (laughs) at a local bank. He's a business banker and he's in charge of commercial loans. And it was such a pain to move all of our accounts, but it was an easy decision because I value relationships. And when we met with him, he said, look, I'm I'm the easy button. You don't have to go through all these layers of red tape with the big banks. And so I always email him and I say, hey, easy button, I need something quick from you. And he does it. And it's amazing. So it's taken me, gosh, about nine months to get all of the accounts and the merchant accounts and the credit card accounts, and all of the accounts switched over. But again, it helps me sleep better at night because if I get an unexpected financial hit, I have the easy button to call. This is even more important now with corona, right? Because we might need short-term money to bridge the gap when we're shut down for a month or two. Or if we need help filing for government loans, they're going to jump in and help you way faster than the, the giant banks who are gonna serve the giant clients first. Usually your smaller community banks are there to su- serve smaller community businesses, big businesses too. But when you have that relationship, they're gonna help you out. So if you aren't banking with a local bank and you don't have your banker on your cell phone and in your email box, make that a priority. I would highly recommend that. And number six, Have a back pocket. You always hear me talk about keeping your family in your front pocket and not going to them with your business problems and keeping your mentor and your community in your back pocket. If you haven't heard me talk about that, go listen to episode seven. But I too have a back pocket, I don't just teach you the things. For my health right i teach you the things that have helped me and my back pocket is full of a community of other entrepreneurs who are ahead of me people who are doing what i'm doing and my mentor who's way ahead of me who understands how hard it is many of these people have gone before me many are walking alongside me and maybe some are even behind me but we're all doing this together these are people who can immediately put these money losses, the risks, the failures into perspective. Because after that shipping bill came, and I had really adjusted to it myself, but I reached out to one of my entrepreneur friends because we were talking and I mentioned what had happened. Her name's Alison Prince. She's run many, built many, not just run them, built from scratch, I think four multi-million dollar businesses. She spoke at Go Boutique Live last year in 2020, but we were talking and I told her what happened and she said, pretty much with a chuckle, Sarah, we're entrepreneurs, that's what we do. She said, look, you just had an incredible event and you served 1,200 photographers. That is amazing, and when she said that, it made me feel like it was almost a badge of honor to have built a business that could weather this right And the mindset and the toolkit that could help me get through this shipping fiasco without jeopardizing paying my team or putting food on our table. So when we go all in, sometimes we win big and sometimes we lose big. Let's be okay with that and know that we're making so much change in so many people's lives. Guys, when you hang a piece of artwork on a child's wall who's feeling bad about himself, that has meaning and impact. But you know what? There are costs to that work and it'll be okay because of what I told you first, there will always be more money. Look, you're never going to be an entrepreneur without some bumps in the road. And I think that's why people like us are attracted to being our own boss and doing the things that we love to do so that we can have the freedom and flexibility to put our family first. And when we do that, there are risks. So keep taking them, keep dealing with them, build that muscle and keep going. You will get better at it. That muscle will be stronger for you. You will lose less sleep over it and you will be a better entrepreneur because of it. The other cool thing that happens is when the financial rewards come in, you won't have the guilt that, oh gosh, I feel guilty because I made some money this year. Because you are also the one who played big and you also lost too much money, right? Look, I believe in you. Keep taking these risks. Keep showing up because money's just a thing and there will always be more of it. But the meaning and the impact that you leave on other people's lives will go on forever. And look, if this big, giant, unexpected expense gets to you before you build up that reserve, Take a breath and make a plan. Remind yourself that you have the ability to get this paid off. It may mean getting an extra part time job, canceling the summer pool membership, and teaching your kids to run through a $3.99 sprinkler attached to the water hose for the summer. These things grow all of us as humans, and it stretches and builds the muscles you need to survive as an entrepreneur. And when you're done paying back your proverbial $90,000 tax bill or replacing that giant wall portrait that was framed and shipped to a client out of town, the one you had to pay to replace, you will keep living below your means as you chip away at that payment and you will build up that cash reserve. And the next time it happens, it won't hurt nearly as much, I promise Probably one of the most fragile phases of Going Boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities, but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first thousand dollar client, the person we call your Julie. Going Boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing, and it really can be heart pounding and nerve wracking. Well. One of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 60-day online workshop called Boutique Breakthrough, where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you boutique. We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers because my team and I literally hold your hand through your transition. A new class is starting soon, So if you're interested in learning more, go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you.